Well, thank you for joining us again. Uh, this week we've been thinking about prayer. I've been thinking about how we can maybe cultivate more of a, a devoted prayer life. What does that look like? For each one of us, of course, um, it will be different. We'll each find a different rhythm, um, different things that help us in our prayer. We've looked at uh, Jesus, we've looked at Daniel, and really discovered that prayer was part of who they were, how it helped them make uh, important decisions, how it helped them face tough, pressured moments, all because they had this daily living relationship with Father God. Then Wednesday, we recognised that we started in the season of Lent, and could we make Lent a season when we grow in our devotion to prayer? Could we find something to give up in order to make space for us to cultivate um, a relationship with God, to draw near to God? Did you make any decisions? Did you decide to act on that? Today, we're going to head to one of Paul's letters. What can we learn from Paul? Paul's letters always contain great prayers. You can tell he was a man who was devoted to prayer by reading any of his letters. Um, it was a good glimpse into the life of someone who's devoted and fueled by prayer. Well, today we're going to read from Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armour of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Well, this passage from Paul is about action, isn't it? Put on the armour, take your stand, struggle against, stand firm, be ready, take up. They're all phrases that speak of action and doing, um, of faith requiring um, positive action and positive response from us. But in this passage of action, Paul also says, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Be alert, keep on praying. For Paul, prayer is an action too. Prayer is the work of the kingdom. When should we pray? Well, Paul says, on all occasions. Again, this is a picture of devoted prayer life. For it to become such a natural part of our life that we pray on all occasions. Now, it's great to have set times of prayer, and I think really vital for us. Um, and maybe this Lent you're setting up some firm new spaces in your life, in your week, when you can give God your focus, make space and room for him to come near.
But I think Paul is saying that actually prayer should be part of our entire daily life. You bump into a friend who tells you about a worry they have. Well, immediately your thoughts should go, I can pray. I can pray about it. Maybe sometimes you can pray with them. But if not, at the very least, as you walk away from that conversation, to be praying and bringing it to God. You watch the news. Your natural response is to pray for that situation, to pray for our world, to pray in an informed way. You suddenly start to think of an old friend, something pops into your mind. Well, you pray for them. You're feeling worried about something. Well, of course, you pray. One blog I was reading recently bemoans how busy and automated our lives have become. Um, in the past, we would have needed to walk everywhere. Or we would have employed our time in some mundane tasks like washing up or, or digging the ground. Uh, you know, things would have taken much more time and we would have had those relatively boring mundane jobs to do. But now our lives are so full and so busy, intertwined with screens and devices, um, that we've removed many of these mundane, boring moments. So that blog writer said this, we've removed many of the mundane, boring moments that give our brains the opportunity to reflect and our spirits the chance to pray. We've removed many of the mundane, boring moments that give our brains the opportunity to reflect and our spirits the chance to pray. Uh, this blogger suggests that we take the daily chores that are still in our lives and that we turn them into triggers for prayer. That this could transform those boring routines we might still have in our lives. They suggest things like this. Every time you have to queue, you remember to pray for your partner. As you're standing there in the queue, you pray for your partner. Every time you hang out the washing, you pray for your friends. I guess you could have a different item of clothing per, per friend. Every time you stop at the traffic lights, you pray for someone you know perhaps who's having a, a tough time. And the blogger says, we can reclaim the boring parts of our day and lean into God by using them as triggers for prayer. Well, here's the task. Why don't we make a list of five mundane things that are part of our regular weekly life? I don't know. It might be the loading the dishwasher or queuing up, like we've mentioned, but it could be, I don't know, making the beds or it could be that walking the dog. I don't know. Find five mundane things that are part of our lives and then attach a prayer need to them. Attach someone that we need to pray for regularly or a situation or a cause. Um, this could be a Lent practice for us, couldn't it, the next six weeks. And then just maybe those things would stick, become something that help us to become people who are more devoted to prayer. Well, I'm going to pray for us as we finish this week together. Heavenly Father, uh, as we look back on that Acts church, that church that grew and flourish we recognize that part of that was their devotion to prayer and uh, we here at this church or the churches we belong to uh, we, we long that we would become a people who are devoted to prayer help us from this week just to take one or two things away into our lives that bring about change we thank you that you long for us to make room for you that you long to speak to us and to be involved in our lives that you long for us to draw alongside you and to 
tune our, our will and our desires into your willing desires for your world. Help us, we pray. Teach us to pray. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. May God bless us. Teach me how to trust you again.